Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Parenting Pickup, a podcast simply made to help families with trending topics and so much more. We are positive you will pick up tidbits of helpful tips, tricks, activities, and advice when listening to our podcast. I'm your host, Kara. And I'm also your host, Ashley. Thanks for listening. We are excited to have Jill Weldon join us today. Jill is our go-to food and nutrition expert here at The Parenting Pickup. Today, we will discuss picky eaters and how to make them not so picky. Welcome, Jill. Thanks for having me. Jill, we're really excited to chat with you today about picky eating. So can you tell us what picky or selective eating, tell us about that. Picky eating, the reference to that is um, typically a child or an adult who uh, doesn't want to eat particular foods or will just eat the same foods over and over again. So I like to refer to picky eating as more selective eating because picky eating is more, I feel it, more derogatory, more negative. Selective eating kind of gives the child, uh, you know, more of control of, you know, I'm just not ready to try that yet. I'm selecting, you know, so if a parent is talking to another parent and the parent says to them, oh, your child's such a picky eater, it's helpful for a parent to say, you know, he's really... He's really just selective right now. He just hasn't figured out whether he he likes certain foods. So it kind of gives the child a sense of more control. I like that. Uh, I think I have a selective eater in my house. So you do? I'm okay. To, okay. Uh, chat with you and learn more. Yeah. So what what do you, what causes children to become picky eaters in the first place? Well, um, a lot of times I look at with infants, like starting at in, the infant age, um, when children are starting to go to table food, you know, around six months of age, sometimes parents are hesitant to introduce new foods. So if they wait too long, will sometimes create children to not want to try new foods. Later on, like toddler age, I remember like when my kids, I would be worried because all of a sudden they stopped, they just wouldn't want to eat anything. But they go through spurts. And if the if parents look over like a long period of time, like a few weeks, and kind of look, oh, maybe they're eating breakfast, but they're not eating lunch, you know, but they're getting their nutrients. So you just kind of have to work, you know, work it through. Yeah, and hold on. Later on, like maybe pre, like older preschool age, it can be like a control, control issue. If your parents are giving in to this is all I want to eat, and that's you know, they're just going to, the kids are going to take advantage of that. Yeah, that makes sense. They know what they like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that power is so much. So oh, control, they want to have that control because there's not a lot that they can control themselves. Exactly. exactly. So that's the one thing they can control. Yeah. So, so as a parent of a picky eater, what, what steps can we take? And I really like the idea of referring to it as selective. That's a lot, I agree, a lot less derogatory. What can we do to help our selective eaters? What are some things we can do as parents? Early on, even when kids are, you know, two years old or, that, you know, that age, you take them to the grocery store and, you know, when help have them help pick out, you know, what are some things they, they eat with their eyes. You know, they, they look at color and texture. And so, you know, say, okay, for, for lunch next week, let's pick out, and again, giving them, you, you're going to provide them the choices. And then they decide from those choices. So it's not going to be chicken nuggets or corn dogs. It's going to be, you know, let's pick out um, what kind of meat you want to get. Like, is, And then we can make chicken nuggets together and 
we'll air fry them together, you know, and then we can freeze them and you can have them later, you know, things like that. And then fruits and vegetables. I mean, they're so vibrant in color and let them pick out, you know, do you want, do you want to try some broccoli or carrots? You know, that kind of thing. And then give them the produce bag and have them put it in there. Um, so th those are some ideas for when they're, you know, early on. And, um, you know, down the road, it's the same thing kind of applies getting them involved in cooking. You know, they can chop, you know, they can, uh, they can shred lettuce, getting involved in the process. And they, kids typically want to try things that they make themselves. I mean, it's just, we know that at, at New Horizon, um, when our school age program is doing the cooking projects, they're more likely to try something that they wouldn't normally try if they've been involved with it themselves. That really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you have other tips about like reading books or what are yes. your suggestions so, on that? So there are so many different um, children's books out there that even at a very young age um, that are that show vegetables and fruits and and even like you can just go to Amazon and say I want you know I want my child to try um, sweet potatoes let's say and you uh, type in sweet potato children's books and I'm honestly you will find. Any kind of fruit, vegetable, whatever, some kind of cute book, you know, on, on that. So children's books are really, and cooking books. There are so many wonderful kids cooking books out there, cookbooks out there. And a lot of them have, you know, photos of the food and let them pick, you know, like we're going to make dinner together out of this cookbook. What would you, what would you want to try? And then go to the grocery store together and get the ingredients. Um, that's that's a really good way to get involved. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and also gardening together. I mean, and it doesn't have to be anything major, like even doing herbs in your kitchen with the kids and planting them and then getting them to, you know, snip them and add them to recipes. That's great. I really like the idea of cooking together. I feel like that's incredibly helpful. And it's nice, too, because you're spending time together. And then I start thinking about how nice that is. And then you're doing, like, math and building right. language skills. Right. And there's so much that benefits that come with that, too. So it's just easier to make, you know, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or, you know, so. But they could do it, you know, even if you're if it's a time crunch. And a lot of times too, like really having eating together as a family is a huge, huge piece of it. Even if it's not dinner, maybe it's breakfast, maybe, it, you know, something, maybe it's snack, you know, just sitting down together and that role modeling. So, so often families, I mean, I was guilty of it, I'm sure when my kids were little, of making them something different. And, you know, you have to really try to stay away from that because they're gonna learn real fast that if I don't like it, I'm going to get something else. And they're going to eat something that's on their plate. And I always suggest serving family style, like putting things in bowls, letting them help themselves. Because if they get a plate in front of them, it's just overwhelming. If, if, if there's so much food on the plate, that's, you know, let them. You, you decide what you want to serve. You provide what they want to serve. And then they decide what and how much. That's great. That makes a lot of sense. Don't you think, Ashley? Absolutely. I love, I take my daughter grocery shopping with me every time, but I've never thought to involve her in terms of what I'm putting in the cart and, you know, having her make decisions. That's uh, eye-opening to me. I agree. And allowing them to figure out how much they want on their plate that they're serving themselves. So it's not kind of dictated to them. That's where the control part comes in for them because they have the control to put yep. items on their plate and the amount. So exactly. I think that's a really wonderful tip. 
Yeah, I think back to my husband. <laughs> back in the day when my kids were little, he would plate their food. And we always had very balanced, everything was very well-balanced meals, but he would put so much, I go, they can have seconds. That's just a lot. <laughs> so, or let them in that, and back in the day, I should have done that. I should have let them, you know, take their own, you know, but... You know, you learn as you, as your kids get older, you know, what works and what doesn't. Well, I think we'll dive into some questions from families. Um, our first question is, I have a four-year-old daughter that refuses to eat any meat except breaded processed chicken nuggets. Do I need to bribe her? How do I get her to eat other meats? And there's so many really wonderful meat alternatives too. So you don't have to feel like a child has to have meat with every meal. There's, you know, there's tofu, um, there's beans. I mean, there's so many different vegetarian options. There's, you know, yeah, so that would be um, a way to get them kind of away from the more of the breaded um, chicken nugget kind of thing. So I like that idea. You know, and, and restaurants too, like I, you know, they just, restaurants cater to kids, kid friendly food, which they could it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, you could encourage your kids to say, you don't have to just get off the children's menu. You can get off the a la carte menu. There's baked potato. There's a side salad. And, you know, but we just think, we always think it has to be uh, chicken nugget or corn dogs or, you know, things like that. I'm kind of going off tangent here, but. <laughs> no, that's yeah. right. That totally makes sense. But I, I just like the idea of a sometime food. Yes, absolutely. It, it just too, like, you know, candy, it's a sometimes food, you know, we're not going to, com- if we completely tell children they can't have something, they're, they're going to want it all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a really good point. Here's another question from one of our listeners. Um, The question says, my son just turned two and has always been an eager and adventurous eater until recently. Now he just wants to eat the same meal over and over or just won't eat anything at all and just plays at the table. Is it okay for me to make him a special meal? What can I do to encourage him to eat? Joe, we'd love your insight on this. Well, I would suggest not making a special meal because that's going to be, again, the control part of it and is going to learn real fast. If I don't eat this, I'm going to get that. A two-year-old is going to have those spurts again. So try to just kind of look over the, you know, the last, what's what's he been eating over the last couple weeks? Has he been eating more at lunch? or Because he's probably getting what he needs and he's probably going to start getting back into his routine again. If he's playing at the table, maybe just, you know, give him a couple, you know, ha- encourage him to eat a couple things on the on his plate, but it's okay. Don't don't try to make it a tug of war, you know. Um, it's it's good. And if, if it gets to the point where it's weeks and weeks and weeks, then, you know, ask the doctor, you know, and say, I'm really, I'm, I am concerned about this. But usually it's just kind of a, just a little blip in, you know, in their development and they're just not hungry. So, or they're just busy. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Our third question is, my three and a half year old daughter just started a new childcare that provides nutritious meals and snacks, but refuses to eat most of it. She is famished when I pick her up. So I let her eat whatever she wants once we get home. I'm worried she isn't eating enough during the day. What are your thoughts? This is a very common question, uh, especially when children start a new childcare center and they're being introduced to foods that they haven't been before. And what I would suggest is, well, first of all, not letting her, you know, eat 
you out of house and home when she gets <laughs> home um, because what's going to happen then you're going to then it's going to be dinner time and she's not going to want to eat and again um, that just too much you know control from the school part of it I would go to go and talk to the teachers and say you know um, it, can she can she sit next to somebody that you know some of the her friends that like to eat the food and um, because peer pressure is huge and um, also ask them too are they serving how are they serving the food are they plating everything and putting it in front of them or are they getting them involved in self-serving like even toddlers can dish some of the some of their food up themselves because again if it's overwhelming if they have all this food on their plate that they've never encountered before it's just yeah it's just going to be overwhelming for them and you know find out too are the staff sitting with the kids at the table and you know talking about the food because that's what that's what they might need they might need a little bit of a little bit of a push that i think makes great great sense and a, a great advice i think that's super helpful i think i found with my own children that in the childcare setting they tend to see friends eat so they'll eat as well and would eat things there that they would not eat at home right because right. their peers were doing it. So I, I totally agree that their right. peers have a lot of influence in terms of what they eat. Right. And also taking, like, looking at the menu and seeing what they're serving at, at their school and then trying to, like, incorporate it at home and just say, hey, you know, I saw that you had this at school the other day and back to the grocery store, you know. Hey, let's, maybe we can pick out a few things and then see if they'll try it at home, you know, because carrying, carrying it over um, really, really makes a big difference. That's great advice. Thank you. Okay, Jill, here's another question from a parent that says, my 15-month-old son is moving into the toddler room, and, and tell me more about utensils and what's the right age to have them start using that. It's really important for, for toddlers to have age-appropriate sized cups and bowls and plates and utensils. And to get them involved, it, it typically in a childcare center, they're they're doing that for them. Um, they, they know age appropriateness for that kind of thing. At home, again, taking them to the store, even you know if they're 15 months old, and having them pick out a plate that's a child's plate, and if you can find it, one that has um, that's the my plate that has the the like it's sectioned. It has the fruits and the vegetables and meat or meat alternate. So then they, when they're self-serving at home, they can say, oh, that's the fruit. I'm going to put my fruit there and, and there's my vegetable. And if you can, and I think Amazon or on, you can find it online to the plates and then having them pick out what color, what color plate, what color fork would you like, what color cup and have that for just for them and then, and ch- you know, and, and their size. You can find that at Target. I mean, any store has, you know, the, the child size, you know. Plastic, probably, because you don't want, you know, things breaking if they're throwing them across the room. <laughs> Which they do. Which they do. Which yeah, they do. yeah, absolutely. That's really great advice, because I feel like, you know, the, the adult size utensils are hard to manipulate. Mm-hmm. And and what happens, like, you know, in, do you have suggestions on how to actually show them how to use the utensils? Because I know my son would be mm-hmm. flinging them across the room. And so do you have advice on that? Yeah, I would say the same thing, you know, just you you as the parent showing them, well, this is here's this is my fork and this is your fork that's that's for your size and for you to it's easier for you. Can you show me? And then maybe like, you know, you take a video. Hey, let's let's do a little movie. And then I can I can play it back to you and you can see how you did with that. 
you know, and um, same thing, you know, with um, like again, you could do you could do the movie with your with the plate and, and when they're with them serving it up and doing a little having them be a movie star, you know. So that's great. That's great. And before you had talked about like eating a rainbow, mm-hmm. tell me about that. Uh, yes, that's a really really fun th- fun way to get kids involved in making up their. Uh, decisions on what kinds of fruits and vegetables that they want. So let's say we're gonna we're gonna make a rainbow out of our food today or out of our snack today. Let them pick out. You know what? Do they do you want a strawberry? Do you want for the red? You know the different colors of the ro- rainbow. Let them pick what you know fruits. Let's say let's say you're gonna do fruit. Um, again, back to the grocery store. <laughs> you know maybe that's what that's what you're gonna do at the grocery store. We're gonna we're gonna find every color of the rainbow that you that you want to try. Oh, that, that would be a fun adventure, too. And it helps with learning about colors, and yep. it might get them to try something different. And that, maybe you're eating the rainbow throughout the week. You know, maybe Monday's red, Tuesday's orange, you know, and then they, they go, oh, yeah, I can't wait to try it. You know, maybe you know, mandarin oranges is for orange or, you know. Yeah, I love that idea. That That's just a fun way to get uh, my daughter involved in kind of the planning mm-hmm. process. Do you have any additional resources that we could share with families on our website? I do have some that I really like to go, some of my go-tos are myplate.gov. There's so many uh, different resources for parents and for children. Um, they can find flashcards there. They can find printables there for their kids to print out coloring sheets, that kind of thing that encourage them to, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. Um, there's also uh, the USDA picky eating. It's like it says pickyeaters.usda.gov. There's amazing resources on there, and I and I got a lot of resources, just you know tips and tricks like just like with the gardening and all the and again they have principles there, uh, things for parent just directly for parents and then just directed towards children as well. And then also Ellen Satter, she is an amazing resource for parents. And she has an amazing website and also a book that's called Eat and Eat and Feed with Joy. And that is where the term comes from. She coined this term is that we as caregivers or parents provide and they decide. And she is, yeah, again, she's the guru on um, helping children want to eat healthy foods. And um, also the Child and Adult Care Food Program the CACFP, that's another resource of just, again, they incorporate the MyPlate and also uh, tools and flashcards and things like that. So there are just an enormous amount of resources out there for parents and children. Jill, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and listeners, if you have any questions regarding today's episode, email us at parentingpickup at nhacademy.net. Thank you for being with us, Jill. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Jill.